Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. Here is another episode with your brother, hopefully one of your favorite deplorable brothers right here, checking in with you today on this Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Or is anybody else losing track of days? I, I swear, yesterday I thought it was Friday, I think, and then uh, I woke up this morning and thought it was Monday all over again. I have to check before I go live and bring you guys the news what day it is. Is it just me or is it others out there that are also uh, having a tough time trying to figure out what the heck day it is? Well, that's the least of our worries and should be the least of our complaints. I'm not complaining about it. Just a very interesting uh, thing that we all have to deal with. But I'm still here to bring you the news, trying to honor and respect the president of the United States and the vice president as they give their coronavirus task force updates to all of us Americans. I'm so appreciative that he is choosing to do those press briefings, regardless of what the mainstream media, I think they uh, they felt the backlash, they heard the backlash, when so many of them actually have chosen to not play the uh, the press briefings. It looked like most of them were playing it today, at least, uh, because they're not going to get any ratings playing anything else. Americans want to know what the heck is going on. America is shut down right now, and you've got MSNBC, CNN, ABC that have threatened to, and actually did for several days, not show the press briefings. What else could be more important for Americans right now than to know what the heck is going on and when are we going to get back to work? I know that's what I want to know. I'm sure that's what most of you want to know, as well as making sure that this pandemic, this virus is being handled, which hopefully there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The president said, I've got videos of Cuomo actually sharing some pretty good news coming out of New York. And I've got more exposing to do of not only the World Health Organization, but also individuals that are trying to take advantage of this crisis, especially on social media. So uh, thank you all so very much for choosing to chime in. If you're on Facebook, thank you. Please reshare this. Uh, they, they lifted my numbers, my reach. Some, something obviously just drastically changed yesterday. Numbers got back to where they normally were, where they used to be like a year ago. Uh, if you're on Twitter, thank you guys so much as well for retweeting. And to my YouTube audience, thank you. And if you're listening to my podcast right now, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for choosing to uh, plug into this news that this brother brings right here. If you're not on my podcast yet, you are missing some amazing one-on-one interviews that I've gotten to do with some pretty outstanding uh, individuals. People that I know that you'll absolutely love and appreciate. I've had Terrence K. Williams on. I've had Tito Ortiz on. I've had the amazing actor Isaiah Washington on. Uh, I've had uh, Jenna Ellis on, who is uh, part of Donald Trump's legal team. He actually heard her speaking on Hannity uh, or Tucker, one of them. She was all over the place. He, He called her up. And literally, she gets a phone call, and she didn't answer it because she didn't know what the number was. It was a 202 number. She listens to the message, and the message is, this is the White House calling on behalf of the president. He'd like to speak to you. Could you please give us a call back? Just like that, she gets this message. She calls back, and basically the president's like, I'd like to speak to you uh, in the office, in my office, the Oval Office. Long story short, she just shares so much inside information that the average of us, not even me, have had the opportunity to just hang out with the president in the Oval Office, and yet Jenna Ellis is doing it all the time. She refers to him as the boss. She's like, well, the boss wants this. She texted me yesterday, said the boss wants this. So, uh, friends, I have a lot of fun on there. Hopefully, you've uh, searched and subscribed to the David J. Harris Jr. Show for not only these shows, but also those amazing one-on-one podcasts. And if you like what you hear, give this brother five stars. Uh, Hopefully that's a platform that I won't have to deal with what I've dealt with nonstop on the rest of them. That's enough for for me for now. So again, this president taking the time, 
to address the American people, and not just that. He could shut these press briefings off after he speaks. He doesn't have to stand up there and answer these questions from the same liberal... Well, they're mixing it up because they're trying to, I think, be more covert. But there's so many liberal leftist uh, reporters that are in there that are just trying to get gotchas out of the president. They're trying to paint him in a bad light. Uh, they continue to try to divide the heartbeat of America from this president. But I think it's only serving to do the exact opposite. Just like it did with this. The president actually got to share uh, today about a woman, a Democrat... Uh, in uh, a, a lawmaker, a Democrat lawmaker in Michigan that was thanking, that literally thanked the president for saving her life. I shared this article. Hopefully you saw it and share it. Shared it. Karen Whitsett was diagnosed with the disease that must not be mentioned. I have to use that acronym to try to fly under the radar. I'm telling you the amount of censorship that takes place uh, on on even just Google is crazy. So that's why I've got to put it like that. The, uh, the disease that must not be mentioned, the coronavirus, I could say it, She's a state lawmaker and a member of the Democrat Party. Her condition wasn't good, and she thought she was going to die, literally. Her doctor then began treating her with hydroxychloroquine after she heard about it uh, when the president praised the drug, which he said showed real promise. She said that she started recovering within just hours after her first treatment. She is now fully cured, and she credits the president for saving her life. I hope she doesn't still vote vote for Biden. But here's what the president had to uh, uh, had to say about this today. A woman last night, I watched her on one of the shows, good show, Laura, and she was uh, she thought she was dead. She was a representative from Michigan. She was uh, just in horrible shape for 12 days, 14 days. She thought she was dead. I think she said that her doctor said she's, you know, it's going to be very tough. She saw me talking about this, and she asked her husband to go to the drugstore. Now, this is a Democrat representative, a person that, you know, perhaps wouldn't be voting for me. Uh, I think she'll be voting for me now, even if she's a Democrat, even if she's a Democrat representative. And they went to the store, which I made available because we have millions of doses. We have I think 29 million doses of this drug. And she asked her husband, she said, please go out. I'm not going to make it. Please, You have to hear her story. Please go out, get it. He went at 10 o'clock in the evening to the drugstore. He got it. He gave it to her. Now, you know, it's, it's uh, I don't say it works like this at all. Four hours later, she awoke and she said, I feel better. And then shortly thereafter, she felt great. This is a woman that thought she was going to die. Absolutely amazing. We are thankful for you, Karen. Hopefully that changes your tune, and hopefully it changes the tune of a whole lot of other individuals out there that continue to try to paint this, this president something negative. You know, the mainstream media, these reporters that are in there, they're gouging him. I talked about it yesterday. They're poking at him. They're saying, why are you praising this drug? Why are you talking so good about it? Uh, the ladies of The View actually have an alternative uh, viewpoint on all of this, which is really pretty disgusting. Uh, I know that there's a lot more cases out there like Karen's, but listen to those individuals out there that are still listening to the ladies of The View and think that they're actually preaching truth. It's actually pretty disgusting when you see exactly what they're talking about. Completely agree with that. And what's interesting is that Dr. Fauci has been very clear, and he said that this drug, there's only very anecdotal evidence that it can be helpful with COVID-19. The FDA has not approved it for treatment 
uh, with COVID-19. Yeah. And my concern is if the United States is stockpiling this medication, those that need it to treat uh, you know, diseases like lupus. I have a very good friend that has lupus who cannot now find this medication that treats her lupus. That is a significant problem. I want to know why is the president so convinced that this is the medication that needs to be stockpiled? What is in it for him? And let's face it, there's always in it, there's always something in it for this president when he wants to tout something. And so I, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with this newfound love of, uh, of, of hydroxychloroquine. I, I just don't understand it, especially when the experts are saying. Well, maybe you should talk to Karen. She just got her life back literally because of hydroxychloroquine. Hopefully any of your viewers of The View, the total propaganda wing uh, of the Democrat Party, are not just watching your show and not just watching CNN or MSNBC. Hopefully they watched Laura Ingram. Laura had Karen on the show last night to talk about her amazing recovery because of hydroxychloroquine. But to then go on and actually suggest that the president is doing this in some way, shape, or form to pad his pockets, it's disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself. You shouldn't even be on TV talking like that. You shouldn't be on TV, period. I'm glad at least you're doing this from your house. Maybe you'll wind up uh, having to do it from your house permanently, and eventually they'll take away your camera. This president's lost a ton of money because he stepped into the public, uh, this public spotlight as a public servant to serve and support our country, and thank God that he did. Can you even imagine where we'd be right now had Hillary been in office? Uh, unfortunately, I think all of these elites that have such a problem with the president, they're either completely ignorant of the facts or because they live in their rich bubble and they feel like they're so far above all the rest of us common folk, they feel like what they know matters most. And unfortunately, just like a frog, when you put him in a pot of regular room temperature water, once that water starts to boil, the frog won't jump out. Those are the elitists that are ignorant of the truth and of the facts. Well, we've got uh, the World Health Organization that the president put on blast today. You know, they actually did come out in uh, January after the president shut down the ports of entry from China and said that it was not uh, necessary. They actually are basically reporting Chinese propaganda. Uh, Rick Scott, Senate Homeland Committee will investigate the World Health Organization. We should defund them and boycott China. Scott said, well, first off, the WHO just worked for, just worked for China, communist China. If they had done their job, everybody would have gotten more ready. We wouldn't have shut down this economy and we wouldn't have all these people dead all over the world. So I want an investigation and I'm on home, uh, Homeland Security. I've talked with uh, Chairman John, uh, Ron Johnson. He's agreed to it. We're going to investigate why they did what they did, what was their purpose, and why we as American taxpayers give them billions of our dollars. So I wanted to look up. I, I thought I had actually ran an article on this, uh, but I didn't. But Fox did. Thank God for Fox at least trying to report the news and get the truth out there. The World Health Organization haunted by January tweets saying China found no human transmission of coronavirus. Literally. The tweet says preliminary right here. The tweet says preliminary investigations conducted by the Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human to human transmission of the novel Corona virus identified in Wuhan, China. The organization said in January, why would they say that? Why would the world health organization try to push a narrative that China was pushing 
That's the reason if Italy had closed their borders, if France had closed their borders, if all these other countries, including us, if we had known, thank God we had a president that was competent enough and had the instincts to close the ports of entry from China when he did, but had they addressed it differently, you know how many less deaths would have taken place around the world? How many people would not be in ICU, would not be on respirators? How many people wouldn't need this uh, the hydroxychloroquine and the Z-Pack to try to save their life like Karen? The World Health Organization is definitely suspect, and I really hope that the investigation into them uh, exposes exactly what's going on. Follow the money. I'm pretty sure you'll probably find some deep state money. Maybe it's Soros. I don't know. I can't tell you. But if you follow the money and you find out who's, uh, who's really pulling the strings at the World Health Organization, I guarantee it's somebody that is anti-American, anti-capitalism, and, uh, and anti-freedom. They'd love to see us become just like communist China. Well, that's not going to happen with Donald Trump at the helm of this amazing country. And this is what uh, the president had to say when he continues to get hammered with questions on, well, you used to say that it was the flu. You used to say it was not a big deal. I'm thankful that he didn't create a massive hysteria. Can you imagine the president of the United States coming out in January before things had really started to erupt in our country and start freaking out and saying, hey, we need to shut everything down? I'm glad he's a cheerleader for our country. And I'm glad that behind the scenes, he's making decisions that are still on safety uh, on the safety of the American people. Here's what he had to say today. Yeah. So at the time, though, when when uh, Peter Navarro did circulate those memos, you were still downplaying the threat of coronavirus in the U.S. You were saying things like, "I think it's a problem that's going to go away within Which a couple of days." It, did go, it will go away. You said within a couple of days the cases will be down to zero. Well, the cases really didn't build up for a while, but you have to understand, I'm a cheerleader for this country. I don't want to create havoc and shock and everything else, but ultimately, when I was saying that, I'm also closing it down. I obviously was concerned about it because I closed down our country to China, which was heavily infected. I then closed it down to Europe. That's a big move, closing it down from China and then closing it down from Europe and then ultimately closing it down to the UK. So, and it was right about that time. But I'm not going to go out and start screaming, this could happen, this could happen. So, again, as president, I think a president has to be a cheerleader for their country. But at the same time I'm cheerleading, I'm also closing down a very highly infected place, specifically the location, as you know, in China that had the problems. And again, so thankful, Mr. President, that you did take that decisive action back in January when you did. Had you not, and hopefully all Americans understand, had the president not taken that action to close off the ports of entry from China and then followed up with, uh, with England, with the EU, with, the, with uh, Great Britain, uh, then we would be in, we'd be a lot more like Italy than we are. New York would not be seeing their cases supposedly right now. They're actually seeing less people come in admitted with COVID-19 than they are, uh, than they are, uh, people leaving the hospital. So that's really good news. I'm going to cover that in a little bit. But the the mainstream media just continues to do anything they can to try to throw dirt at this president. It came out that Peter Navarro, that spoke at several of these press briefings, had issued a memo back in January, basically stating that this virus would be a catastrophe for our country, 
would cripple our economy, would cost us trillions of dollars, and would kill millions of people's lives. He said that in January. Well, the president didn't see that memo, but he still took decisive action. But listen to these reporters today try to still drive a wedge between the president and some of his top leaders informing us and informing him on decisions. If you had read the memo at the time, how would that have changed the steps you took or the statements that you I don't think it would have changed because I did. I basically did what the memo said, and the memo was, you know, the memo was pretty good memo from the standpoint that uh, he took, I guess. I didn't see it yet. He was saying that the U.S. would, warning that the U.S. could lose trillions of dollars and millions of lives. Well, you're not going to lose millions of lives, but you, you'll lose plenty of money. But uh, I couldn't have done it any better because it was about the same time, and I closed it down to China. And just last you, so you maintain confidence in him, in Peter Of course I maintain confidence. He wrote a memo. And he was right. And uh, I haven't seen the memo. I'll see it later on after this. But uh, it didn't matter whether I saw it or not because I, I acted on my own. I guess I had the same instincts as Peter. Peter's a smart guy and he's a good guy. And he's done a wonderful job. See how she's just trying to drive a wedge between the president and some of his leading uh, in, in, people that are giving him information, some of the leaders that are on this task force. Hopefully, Americans are seeing through that. It's pretty disgusting. But thank God that the president did do, took, took, took decisive action when he did in January and cut off those ports of entry from China. Now, the mainstream media, they just don't want to give this president any credit whatsoever. They're going to look for any way they can to try to drive a wedge between us and, uh, and those that, that love and appreciate this president. The media must blame faulty virus projections or admit Trump saved millions of people. The media must be beside themselves right now. The number of hospitalized and dead is well below what was predicted, well below what the media told us every day would be a catastrophe that they were trying to lay at Trump's doorstep. They can now either admit that they blew it or admit that President Trump saved millions of lives by acting early in the banning uh, in banning the Chinese from coming into this country, in putting together a team to address the issue, and in championing hydroxychloroquine as a game changer. It will gall them to admit they were wrong about everything, but this is preferable to admitting that President Trump was right and the true leader uh, and that he delivered salvation to a scared, a very scared country. I just so appreciative for that man. So what is the mainstream media going to do? Because the reports are coming out. Things starting to look better in New York. They're already, I'm hearing even just from the tone of those individuals speaking today, not only the president, but uh, Vice President Pence, uh, Dr. Burks, they're, they're suggesting and they're, they're talking like we're closer to opening up the economy than the middle of May or end of May or June, like some of the original projections were. Uh, you know, their, their projections were either in the millions if you don't slow the curve or 100 plus thousand if you do, 150,000 if you do. Wouldn't it be just the saving grace of God for this hydroxychloroquine combat combined with the, the Z-Pack to absolutely be a game changer for what we are currently dealing with? And I also, I got a phone call from a friend of mine. This, this gentleman is a very astute, uh, very successful, extremely successful businessman that is bringing something. He's talking to some individuals. I can't give you a lot of the details yet, but if this information, it sounds like it's going to get to the president in the next uh, 24 to 48 hours, could also be a game changer in helping all of America get back to work. So I'm really excited to hopefully be bringing that to you very, very soon. Uh, you know, just a, another really quick uh, promotion for my podcast. I, I got to interview you. I don't follow Q. 
I don't follow Q. I, I haven't. I've seen some of the posts. I know you can get deep down some really deep rabbit holes. But let me just tell you from my own understanding what I appreciate from what I've seen and heard from those that do follow Q. They love America. They agree and believe that there is a cabal that is trying to take down our country and would love to just run the world, the liberal, the, the elites of the world that would love to run the world. They love this president and they stand and support this president and they have a lot of details uh, on things that I had no idea about. So many people are quick to just throw Q away or say, oh, it's all conspiracy theories. I've got a simple question for you. Why would the president of the United States retweet posts from Q? If it was just all a bunch of hogwash. He's retweeted posts from Q, from QAnons over 70 times on his Twitter account. That was surprising to me. I did not know that. Uh, I had Joseph Stroh. He goes by Obi-Wan QAnon on my podcast because I wanted to dive in. I wanted to see what Q's about, what they believe, cover some of the questions that I have. And I believe that you're going to appreciate uh, the, the entirety of the uh, podcast. But here's a little clip. Would that make sense as to oh, the yeah. military leaders, generals, and, and, uh, and such that, would be, that could potentially be those that make up the Q? I'm so glad you brought that up because you, you put it together pretty well. Um, long story short, I believe that Trump was asked by the military, you know, to run as far back as 2012. You know, there's a lot of theories out there by just by his by when President Trump started becoming active politically on Twitter in 2012, 2013 is when he really started, um, you know, leveling up his tweets, started going after all kinds of things from Obama's birth certificate to vaccine injury. I mean, he was going crazy on Twitter at that point in time. So I think it goes back a little bit further than that. But what what I can verify for you is that Donald Trump himself has said that, you know, he met with General Joe Dunford before running and that his meeting with him had a lot to do with his decision of whether he would run. And I think he wanted just assurances from the military that, A, one, we can actually pull this off. And two, I'm not going to end up like my best friend's dad, John, you know, John F. Kennedy, you know, because his family's taking a risk. Everything that this family's doing I don't yeah. know how he does it every day. And so the military aspect of this, um, you know, the calm before the storm and the storm is here type um, language that we use, it, it's been showing itself over the last two and a half years many times. And, you know, the military has everything to do with this. It was a very interesting interview. We covered a lot of topics, a lot of questions I had uh, for that young man, for Joe. Uh, he actually sent me this today. I'm going to try to get an interview with this general. Um, he sent me this. He said, General Vallely, and I verified this content as well, confirming that Q comes out of Northern, the Northern Army of Virginia Intelligence Brigade. He's a chairman for Stand Up America, friends with the Nugent family. I did an interview with Ted's wife, uh, Shermaine, last week. He said, basically, I listened to it. Um, he's acknowledging, this general is acknowledging that Q is a... Is a a bunch of military leaders that were fed up and tired. Now, is it too far-fetched to think that so many of our military leaders were absolutely tired of what Obama was doing to the military? If you didn't read this book yet, get it and read it. It covers exactly what this president, what the past president was doing to our military. He was he was decimating our military. You don't think military individuals and leaders were upset, literally pissed off about that? Well, I think that they were. I know that uh, I know that I would have been. I wasn't even in the military. But uh, to think that uh, that a group of those leaders would be so upset and then want to try to help this president navigate some of the terrain 
Uh, it, it makes sense. So you do your own research, you come to your own conclusions, and I'm a big proponent of doing your own research, but I know you're going to love uh, that podcast. That is now on my podcast on Google Play, iTunes, or Spotify, whatever you, uh, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Now, yesterday, I showed the video of the president asking the woman that came that said she was with a Hong Kong company that was asking very leading questions. The president asked her, do you work for China? She said, no. She tried to hide behind, oh, it's a private-owned company. Well, now she's being exposed for actually, indeed, working for China. What is she doing in our newsroom? What is she even doing in there asking the president any questions whatsoever? We shouldn't have anybody from China in there trying to add their propaganda to this. But if you didn't see the article, here it is. Cover it and read it and share it. A remarkable scene took place yesterday during the White House daily uh, uh, pandemic press, press briefing. President Trump's instincts are always, usually always right. After a hostile question from an Asian reporter, President Donald Trump asked her a question of his own. The president, the president asked the reporter if she was working for the government of China. She replied no to the question and said the company she works for is Phoenix Media TV, and she said it's privately owned. The Hong Kong reporter said, are you... Uh, are you cooperating with China? Trump, who are you working for? So let's get down to the details. Uh, here's more of that. You can't trust anything out of coming out of China. She's lying through her teeth. Uh, here's a reporter. No, it's not privately owned. It's actually owned by largely by corporations held by Chinese government. Click on that. We can see it for ourselves. Uh, Augusta Takala. Uh, Phoenix reporter, are you cooperating with China? He exposes her for exactly who she's working for. Uh, and it, doesn't it sur- does it surprise you at all that while China seems to just continue to push their propaganda any way they can, and the mainstream media, most of the ma- liberal mainstream media, is also pushing this propaganda, wouldn't it make sense that they'd have somebody planted right there in the, West, in the uh, White House press briefing to try to get their little nuggets of propaganda into... The ears of all Americans that are listening doesn't surprise me one bit. We've got some more exposing to do. This video went absolutely crazy on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, The video uh, was of a nurse that was crying because she said she had to quit her job. Now, please let me just say, if you're a nurse, if you're in the medical field, if you're in, in any service whatsoever to Americans right now during this pandemic... I applaud you, I respect you, I honor you, and I pray for you. I pray for your safety, and I pray God blesses you uh, during your efforts to help America during this crisis. Now, that being said, there's got to be a special place, at least hopefully on earth. I would never wish anybody to hell, but there's definitely should, should be a reckoning for individuals that just try to use what so many Americans are dealing with the anxiety, dealing with the uncertainty, dealing with the stress. Uh, a friend of mine, Charlie Kirk, sent me sent me a, a, a message earlier that said that there's like an 891% increase in phone calls to mental health facilities around the country. Americans are definitely feeling the weight and the pressure of this thing. So for this individual to use her social media and to use this pandemic as an opportunity to try to blast the president, how they're handling this pandemic, uh, her fright of the virus, it's just absolutely disgusting. And that's exactly what has come out. The video was seen by 6 million people of the sobbing nurse, Amaris Vera, 
who claimed she had to quit her job because she claimed the hospital wanted her to work in the virus section without a face mask because they didn't have enough to go around. Well, it should come as no surprise. The woman is a total fraud. She must be a Jussie Smollett follower or something. She was indeed a nurse, and she did quit after taking a leave of absence to explore a career as a blogger and an influencer. She came back to the hospital for just one day, just so she could record this video. She's tried to say that people, uh, the people had to work at the hospital without protective gear. Jordan Schatzel, the national security correspondent for the Conservative Review, decided to check out her story, and that's where it all fell apart. It turns out that the video is entirely fraudulent. Those working in the unit were, in fact, assigned one N95 mask, uh, one N95 mask per COVID patient's room. And Mars clarified this was not included in her original report, where she claimed that nurses are not being protected. Why in the world would any individual try to use a pandemic like this just to get themselves shot out in the spotlight? Apparently it worked for her, but hopefully everybody sees her for the fraud that she is and doesn't put watch anything that she ever puts out ever again. That would be my two cents on that, uh, on that subject. Um, here, we've got, here we've got Cuomo. Finally admitting and coming out and sharing that hydroxychloroquine is having a positive result. Drug trial of uh, hydroxychlorine and chlorine going. The, we have, uh, we're using, we've allowed usage of uh, the hydroxychloroquine with the packs pack uh, in hospitals at their discretion. The federal government is going to increase the supply to New York pharmacies. Uh, Yeah, there has been anecdotal evidence that it is promising. That's why we're going ahead. Uh, Doctors have to prescribe, but there are some people who have pre-existing conditions where it doesn't work or they're taking medication that's not consistent with this treatment. But anecdotally, it's been positive. We'll have a full test uh, once they have a large enough sample and data set, Jesse. But uh, anecdotally, it's been positive. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One thing we can thank Cuomo for is at least being honest on that one point. Again, again, initially, Cuomo was uh, against hydroxychloroquine being used in New York, just like so many other Democrat governors were not wanting to allow anything that the president touts as a potential benefit for Americans being used to actually save Americans' lives. Well, when it uh, when individuals that are close to you, uh, in your family even, wind up with this uh, this virus, I think that everything else kind of changes. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like what takes place as so many of these Democrats have been pushing for years, recent years for open borders. It's kind of the same thing. They push for open borders. They're not worried about what an, an illegal alien might do to somebody's family, might drink and drive. My I, my bride was hit in a, by a, a drunk driver of a guy that was had broken into our country. He was here illegally, almost killed her. Until these Democrats, I don't think, will change their tune and, until it hits close to them or somebody close to them is impacted. I hope that that changes. Maybe that's what changed with Cuomo. And then obviously when you've got the potential of, a, of thousands of Americans in your district that have no other alternative than maybe trying the hydroxychloroquine 
to save their life as Karen in Michigan, then maybe, maybe that's why they changed their tune. But at least it's good to see Cuomo, as Gavin Newsom has been, giving this president accolades and thanking him for how him and his administration and his task force have been handling the coronavirus. So here we've got, uh, here we've got the newest issue and reason for us to bash the president. He is now the reason that the United States Postal Service is going broke. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, Congressman Jerry Connolly, a Democrat from Northern Virginia, told uh, the local DC CBS station that you personally requested the CARES Act stimulus bill be stripped of $25 billion for the Postal Service. Connolly claims that unless the USPS gets that $25 billion, the agency will be run out of money by June. He accuses you of hastening the demise of the Postal Service. Could you well, respond the biggest, to that, please? Uh, oh, uh, I'm the reason the Postal Service. The Postal Service has lost billions of dollars every year for many, many years. I'm the demise. This is the new one. I'm now the demise of the Postal Service. <laughs> they will blame him for everything. They do not care. They want their slush money. They want their pork and fat, all the Democrats. And you heard the lady say, at least she acknowledged, she didn't leave out of there, that it was a Democrat that, uh, that suggested that now the president is to blame for the demise of, the, of USPS. Absolutely insane. The president goes on to outline how USPS, and you've probably seen this. I've ordered things before, as I'm sure you have, and it was supposed to be delivered by UPS. It was supposed to be delivered by FedEx. At least that's what we paid for. And how did it show up? It showed up in our mailbox, delivered by the postman. Are you stinking kidding me? So the post office is probably getting a little smidgen of the inflated, exacerbated price that we're paying for shipping, and then they want to turn around and blame the president for not making any money. The USPS has been, uh, has been in the red for a lot of years, and God bless our USPS workers, but... Ladies and gentlemen, the president is not the one to blame for that. So let's get back to some good news coming out of New York. Out of New York, because of uh, hopefully curbing this, uh, the uh, flattening the curve and all of the self-isolation that's taking place, hopefully this is really good news for not only New York, but the rest of America. New York hospitals discharge more virus patients than they bring in for four straight days. The virus patients being released from New York hospitals is higher than those admitting uh, being than those being admitted now for four straight days in a row. That could indicate that they are over the hump and also coincides with hospitals testing out the malaria drug on virus patients. New York has been hit the hardest. Uh, has been the hardest hit state in the country, and this appears to be very good news. If this continues, it could be great news for New York and for the country. The discharge rate is extremely important because it means that not only are uh, that not only are not we're not running out of rooms or ventilators. This could also be due to the warming weather. Governor Cuomo says he is heartened by the news and also the fact that the deaths dropped from 630 to 594. He still urges caution until we see the numbers continue to drop. Hopefully that is continued good news out of New York. Hopefully that starts to happen in these other areas with the combination of all this uh, isolation, all this distancing and self-isolation uh, combined with the benefits of hydroxychloroquine and zinc. Uh, and take your, I've still seen it, I've got my, 
I got my vitamin C. I've got vitamin D. This is actually another podcast I had. Gary Haven, billionaire, successful businessman, philanthropist, has given lots and lots of money to the Trump campaign, over a million dollars last year, lots of money this year, loves and supports this president, uh, was working on a treatment for cancer with John Hopkins University. I had him on for two different podcasts where he laid out some things that we're not hearing in the mainstream media, and he also laid out his regimen to keep your immune system built up. Uh, zinc, magnesium, vitamin D, and vitamin C. That is all in my podcast. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your time with me. Please subscribe to my podcast, The David J. Harris Jr. Show. And uh, I will see you all tomorrow. I think it's hump day tomorrow. I'm pretty sure tomorrow's Wednesday. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. We will make it through this. We will make it through. We'll come out on the other side bigger and better and hopefully more united than ever. And with President Trump at the helm of this country and winning re-election this year, we've got the right president. We need the House. We need to keep the Senate. And we need this president. And we will see uh, probably the greatest four years that this country has ever seen. That is the perfect recipe for us all. So God bless you. Have a great rest of your evening. I will talk to you all uh, tomorrow. Bye-bye.